and welcome to the 267 podcast. Um, quick disclaimer, we have already recorded this, but uh, we did have some technical difficulties, one might say, and the recording was lost. But I know that God is going to bless this conversation even more so than last week. So, yes, quick disclaimer. Sorry about that. Um, today, we have four people on the podcast, including, no, four people, including myself. Yeah. Yes, four people, including myself. Uh, we have Ellie Catlin. Say something. Nice to meet you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we have Lauren Banham. Lauren, say something. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. You're uh, welcome. Mike Palin, say something. Oh, hi. We should have started this ten minutes ago, but the conversation. I know. Went eating chocolate. <laughs> and we're eating chocolate, which yeah. is fair enough. Rustling of celebrations. Um, just gonna put a quick trigger warning in here. We are dealing with some topics that could potentially uh, stir up some emotions if you have experienced things like this. So if you do feel like things such as sexual assault uh, or rape or violence against women is triggering for you, uh, we suggest that you either listen to this with someone or you don't listen to this at all. Um, but yeah, please do uh, be around trusted company, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, be blessed. Um, yeah, we love you. So, um, we have felt prompted, the 267 have felt prompted to do a podcast referencing, uh, some of the recent events, uh, about two weeks ago, or like the week commencing the 8th, um, was sort of a big week, uh, involving women's rights, uh, violence against women, women's oppression, um, all of the above, really. So we started with International Women's Day, celebrating female creatives, business owners, achievements, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we ended with Mother's Day, where we celebrated maternal figures, uh, mums, stepmums, all of those sorts of people. But it was a week filled with lots of I don't know, attacks on women. So we had the whole thing with Meghan Markle, where people thought she was lying, people didn't believe her. Uh, we had the Sarah Everard case and the vigil that was stormed, the anniversary of Breonna, Breonna Taylor's death and the fact that there's still really no justice for her. So it has just been a couple of weeks reflecting and thinking about what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we. I think we were just trying to say, you know, rather than planning a podcast, mm. it's almost like there's something we really need to talk about. And for an organisation that loves people and sees and longs to see God's value in people be completely said, whether they're male, female, mm. you know. From anywhere, it's it's quite sad. We still live in a world where there is this injustice, which sort of permeates everything we do. And I just think we wanted to say, actually, we can't fix everything overnight. But actually, what are the things that we really need to talk about that start other conversations? I think the reason we want to do this that we don't want to say this is our answer. We were been joking earlier about the fact between having saying facts and saying opinions and mm. um, everyone's got an opinion and we all stand on different things but I think particularly I was thinking because Ellen and I were chatting bringing up sons you know that's something that's really key for me to say actually 
how do you bring up a son in this world so that he behaves right, but also as an organisation that believes that God has put a value on every life, how do we make sure that's appropriately mm. expressed in the way we treat one another? And clearly that's not been the case of late. And the victims, again, have been women. And we just wanted to say, actually, what are a couple of things can we talk about that will start other conversations to help us behave differently, behave better. And I was saying earlier, you know, I feel ill-equipped to talk about this, but I always want to learn, anytime I'm in a room with people, I want to learn something from them. I want to be mm. smarter because of it. I want to change the way I serve because of it. And, you know, I'm in a room with three articulate, smart, beautiful women who are going to help me navigate this, but hopefully also shape how we then run events and serve other people because... That's what we should be doing because I'm the problem to a degree. Mm. And so actually, how do we talk about that? Well, I think it's important to point out that you are not the problem. Some days I am. Oh, always. <laughs> Mine's just a problem in general. But that's not... <laughs> I think that it's important that we we say that the, the individual men, we're not trying to attack because mm. obviously there was the whole thing of not all men, which I'm sure we'll get yeah. on later, but I think a lot of that comes from a thing of, of men feeling attacked because we're speaking out about these issues and I think it's important to say that, that there's no place for men to yes it, I can understand that it might be uncomfortable for men mm. um, but I think that it's the society and the culture that allows men yeah. to behave in these ways and go unquestioned for it that's the problem and not necessarily the behaviour of one person although that's not a reason to not try and behave well I think there's more so an issue of being complicit yeah, yeah. Rather than, I don't know, because I I have, well, if, if yeah, let's talk about it. The issue with not all men. So, um, I, do you, did you like my tick analogy? From yeah, I was going to say, yeah. use that again. Okay. Use I'll, the tick. I'll use thing. the tick analogy. Um, so, humans tend to generalise things for our protection and for our safety. So, we will use statements like, be careful around ticks because they carry Lyme disease. Um, n- no one says in response to that, actually, not all ticks carry Lyme disease, so don't worry. S- like, logically and statistically, enough ticks carry Lyme disease to put us at risk of be- being infected with Lyme disease. So, enough women are raped and assaulted, um, and violent actions happen enough to put women in a constant state of fear. We know that it's not all men because we have brothers, we have husbands and boyfriends and men in our lives that we love and that we trust. But fundamentally, if one in three women are sexually assaulted in their lifetime, it's enough to put us in a constant state of paranoia. Um, I don't walk home late at night because I know that it's not safe for me. Um, there was a statistic that The Guardian released that 97% of women aged 18 to 24 have experienced sexual harassment in one way or another. So whilst it's not all men, it's enough. But also, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that because it's now come out, I was saying, you know, you look through society that different things happen that cause a sort of something to be given much higher profile. So I was saying when I was growing up, you know, we, there was, you know, the Stephen Lawrence mm. uh, 
death and then Damalo Taylor and then more recently, you know, George Floyd and mm. Breonna Taylor. And even though horrific things happen all the time, something happens where the sort of perfect storm means that they're suddenly put on the radar. Mm. And even though that statistic of assault is horrific and has obviously not just started happening, what is it about now that gives us an opportunity to A, talk about it, but B, change? Mm. And I think that's why I'm always, in terms of a spiritual thing, I'm always thinking, why does God suddenly allow something mm. to be so present in everyone's lives? Because mm. I remember the, the George Floyd thing is a prime example of the sort of domino effect. For all good reasons that that happened, it meant that we were talking about it more, that we were yeah. marching for people that couldn't march and we were we were challenging inappropriate behaviour. And it was brilliant. Whereas actually yeah. there were still people that were getting killed Every yeah. day before that. And so I want to just say, actually, with the Sarah Everard case, what is it we can now do and say, I need to yeah. I need to talk about this because it's clearly been something that the whole world, or a large chunk of our mm. world, has, has been inspired, prompted, challenged by. Yeah, so we I need th- to talk about it. I think it's, it's interesting that you bring that up in conjunction with the George Floyd, um, the stuff that happened in the summer. Because I think that there is an interesting question, and we spoke about this before, about the fact that Sarah Sarah Everard is from a middle-class background, she's white, she's able-bodied, all of these things, Mm. which perhaps allow us to, allow the authorities and allow those in the media to um, push for this case to be covered, because they see, we see it as something relatable, we see it as that could have been me, that could have been... And people who are in positions of power see that as that could have been my daughter or or whatever. Mm. And so I think it's 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 interesting, and that's not to say that we shouldn't be talking about it because we absolutely should. But I think that it is important that we call intersectionality into it, being being that that each part of our identities can work in conjunction to create a larger picture of discrimination. Mm. And I think it's important that when looking at this case, we remember that you know there are a lot of probably a lot of black women, a lot of lower class women who have had similar stories that have gone untold. Mm. Um, and to remember that that it is, it's an issue that is very multifaceted and, and covers lots of different dimensions. Mm. And it's weird something about our brain that we don't sometimes don't pay attention until it's slightly more... Until it hits home. Realistic. Yeah. And, 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 you know, even just the, the COVID stuff that we're facing, that yeah. a lot of people think, well, and then when somebody really close to you dies from COVID, you're like, Oh, so it's an actual thing. Yeah. And I think the zero of it, it just became a little bit like, this is a thing yeah. and it affects me and people like me. Because we often just separate out. It goes, well, that's that's not me. That's not my thing. You know, yeah. often, yeah. You, you know, when war happens in another country, we don't really relate to it because it's happening. It's over there. Yeah. And this is my little sort of sphere. And I don't know why. Whereas yeah. this feels like it's gone. It is. You know, if I had a daughter now, I'd be like, I'd be like Liam Neeson and Taken. I would be out, yeah. like, going, what the heck is going on? Mm. You know, because yeah. it's really, if this could be your family, my family, and I think it's, and it's wrong because it happens all the time. Yeah. But this is an opportunity it to really yeah. speak and allow people to be spoken for that haven't been before. I think that's important for our generation, as in mine and Alex's, so Gen Z or, you know, younger millennials or whatever, 
um, who are have who are having kids or who are will in the future have children. For me, I think that's what really brought it home and made me emotional was the fact that the statistic that we saw from the Guardian that ninety seven percent of women have experienced sexual a form of sexual harassment. Um, that I would potentially one day bring a daughter into this world mm. where it would just be expected that that she goes through that. And I think, yeah, I think that, that, that that's a scary thought. Mm. Lastly, we talked about how we feel that statistic, what how helpful we feel that statistic is mm. and, and what... And I think that that's a really good conversation to have. What do you... Everyone look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think kind of align what Mike said is just that I want to say like educating boys yeah. on how to treat women but also I think it's educating parents how to 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 just have good relationships with young boys and also teach them how to face rejection without it being a problem yeah. I feel yeah. like that's where it comes from it's a spirit yeah. of rejection and they can't handle it so then they use their authority in the wrong way yeah. which men do tend to have some sort of Absolutely. Entitlement to that authority. Yeah. Absolutely, that is exactly um, the phrase. Yeah, <laughs> and if you teach your boys that you are going to be rejected mm. and it's okay, that doesn't mean that you're less of a man or yeah. you're not worthy. I think it all comes from that, doesn't it? Really, because yeah. it's like, right, so I'm going to take what I think is going to make me feel better about myself, and then yeah. it's just this vicious cycle. Mm. Um, but then it's hard because I spoke to Alex about this last time. It's like I personally am trying to teach Kevin to. What's the word? Is it chivalry? Yeah, yeah. chivalrous. I don't know. To be chivalrous. But then, at the same time, from talking to Alex, it's some. It's just some women. That's not what they would like or what they would feel. And it's just like learning how people. There's boundaries. Yeah, how they receive love and what is okay with that person. I think that's what needs to be taught. And I saw um, an Instagram post, (laughs) and this woman was taken picture of this woman and two boys were behind her and then it turns out it came up like a week later that the two boys that were behind her actually got charged with like brutal rape and murder and she was in this picture with these two boys and it was like whoa um you know you never know who you're going to be in a photo Mm. with or who you're ever going to be near absolutely so make sure you be safe and then i saw something underneath and i thought it was really interesting i thought i could speak about it today is that we shouldn't be teaching girls how to be safe we should be teaching boys uh, what was it we shouldn't be teaching yeah, how girls to be safe. It's we should be we shouldn't be teaching girls not to get raped. We should be teaching yeah, boys, boys not to not, to rape. To not yeah. yeah, not do that. To not like just, just to not cross those boundaries. You should be having yeah. those conversations. You don't. Absolutely. No is no. And yeah, but then it's hard to educate people that are already broken because it doesn't matter mm. how much education you throw at someone. If there's something not right there, then mm. there's a deeper. But I think it's it's about mm. having those conversations about the depth of these issues because. No, it's not a surface level thing where you can just say, oh, boys are just, boys will be boys or whatever. Mm, yeah. I think it's it's about having the conversation and saying that a lot of these people come from, have backgrounds or have things within them that are broken that or that needs, need love and that need attention and need help. And I think that it would be wrong of us to just go, because it's not a black and white issue where, the person who does this is inherently bad Mm -hmm. yes i'm sure there are people out there who it is just simply malicious Mm -hmm. but majority of people are going to have a reason behind that so when we look at this issue we have to look at what has what society and what issues have made someone that way and how can we stop that from happening again Mm. yeah i think it's interesting you talk about broken individuals but Mm. i think it's also worth mentioning that 
society is almost manufacturing broken yeah. people and it's not that there is a split second in, in a man's life where they're like yes I'm now a broken individual yeah. I think society has conditioned young men and boys to be broken yeah. from the outset mm-hmm. they come out of the education system and it's instantly like incomplete mm-hmm. um I referenced this last week where like and it's been on my heart for so long that more needs to be done in education to talk about consent mm-hmm. uh, to talk about boundaries to talk about the way that you treat not just women but everyone mm-hmm. I think like and me and Mike were talking about this when you were talking about Zach and like I can't remember being in school and learning about racism, sexism, mm. prejudice. I don't remember learning about it. Mm-hmm. And consent was sort of boxed into this thing of you either say yes or no when you're about to have sex. Mm. But it's so much more. Like, consent permeates into every single part of our lives. And mm. it, it doesn't just operate in intimate relationships. It's friendships. It's familial relationships. And we need to be having the conversation with boys and young men about what is consent. Consent isn't just a, a a blanket yes or no. Consent can change in a situation. People are allowed to say no halfway through, like all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I think like, obviously we all know that media plays a massive yeah. part in making boys and men think that that's what women want. Mm. They want to be treated in that way mm. or they want, of course they want our attention mm. because the whole media is so sexualized and it's just that influence that needs to change isn't it really yeah i think i've been very vocal about the fact that i'd find it so much more attractive if a man was like is this okay do you feel comfortable with me yeah. doing this then because this yeah i think there's i don't know it feels very abrupt when someone just assumes that oh girls like this yeah no no just like don't assume because it's it's so much more considerate and thoughtful when someone tries to learn your boundaries Mm. I think it does a lot of it comes back to boundaries and to the fact that not every woman is going to be the same Mm. and so it's okay to ask I think a lot of the time men we have this whole thing of like oh so I can't even compliment a co-worker now no one is saying that (laughs) no one is but it's about saying things that are appropriate and Mm. about saying things that won't make someone feel uncomfortable yeah um because I think that in a lot of this comes into the, like the whole catcalling thing as well how I was talking to my brother about this and he was like well I think that the problem is if you were to essentially catcall a man he would find it a compliment mm-hmm. and I think that is because of the power dynamics of our society that not obviously not every man is more powerful than a woman that's not what I'm saying but but as not women, today, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not in this room. <laughs> as women, we've been part of the chocolate. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We've been conditioned to know that men have a certain power over us and to be afraid of them because of the things that have happened to mm. women and because of our society. But that creates a culture where women are made uncomfortable by unwanted, yeah, unwanted kind of advances from men. Like even this morning, Alex was yeah. saying that she. Yeah, I was honked out on the way to the office. Um, and yeah, someone rolled down their window and said, very nice leggings. It's like, thank you, I know. Yeah. I like these leggings, that's yeah. why I bought them. Well, and, and Ellie asked me, um, well, did you did you find that flattering? Like, did you feel, feel complimented? Yeah. No, I all. didn't. Like, it, it wasn't warranted. Yeah. And 
in fact, like, thankfully, I prayed it off and I, I was like, this isn't going to affect my day. But yeah. for the rest of my walk to the office, I was like, yeah. yeah. Am yeah. I am I leggings almost too figure hugging? Like, is there a way that I can wear these that isn't yeah. suggestive? But yeah. these leggings They're are leggings. covering my legs. And it's, like, and it's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. It's not yours. Yeah. Nothing's about you, Isn't that interesting, though, yeah. that my first thought was, is it something that I can change? Is, yeah. there, is it something about my leggings that has caused this? Mm. But it's absolutely not that. It is the person that rolled down their window. Yeah. It's their fault. <laughs> and it's his idea that... Like, it's his... Something in his brain must have told him that that was okay, and that's not. Yeah, honestly, and it's it's like so. I most recently I was just getting my Indian takeaway, mm. and I was wearing like tracksuit bottoms and a jumper, and these these guys in the takeaway were making all these comments, and it does it makes you feel am I like, is it something so I'm wearing? And that's because as women, it's we it's oh what were you wearing mm. or oh what what were you doing? And it and so you immediately you think am I doing something here? But no, of course not. I'm just in my pajamas grabbing my takeaway, mm. you know. Yeah. And like it, it's yeah, it's those situations, and it, it it makes you feel like it's your fault, or like you could have done something else to mm. make yourself not be put in this position, which is ridiculous. I think it's hard as well because men and women are wired so differently, yeah. and men are wired to be more visual. And if you think yeah. about the way women created, we yeah. were a lot more look nicer to look at than <laughs> men. Like it's true, visually, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Some days I look good. I just want to say. (laughs) So it's just again like having conversations with boys. Like you are more visual. You are going to be attracted to certain things. I think I had this conversation with Cohen the other day. Like you are going to be, you know, like to look at women (laughs) or girls. But you just need to make sure that um, someone from my uh, young adults thing, a a pastor taught them was like just you know a three second rule because anything longer than that. It's just like it's weird. You, you're, yeah. you're you're letting your thoughts go yeah. too far, and obviously it's natural just to look. There's nothing. That's no actually on. very interesting. I quite like that three second um, rule. So it's just teaching boys like yeah, yeah you've got and to be in control. Again, I remember having experience of people asking me to kind of not show my shoulders or something mm. in a church environment, and it just made me think like why. And, and I asked them why, and they sort of were like, oh well. We don't want the boys to be like distracted, and I feel like first of all that kind of puts the puts this kind of idea that that men are kind of like so easily distracted, and of course men are more are visual, and of course men will be attracted to to someone potentially. But I think that that the the, boy, the idea that a boy can't will see someone's shoulders and not be able to resist himself, yeah. like those those unholy thoughts or whatever <laughs> is I think just offensive to men mm. and also then putting it onto someone else and saying you need to change something about this yeah. because of how men might react to it. We were yeah we were interrupted by the bin men when we were just getting to a, <laughs> uh, a very key point. I think so. Lauren was just talking about you know that. You know, girls are told not to, to in Christian circles, sometimes told to not wear certain clothing because yeah. it's distracting for the boys. And I think it's really interesting to look at both sides, is that I think either boys or girls should be aware of what they wear, as it's, whether it's a distraction in Christian circles. I think that's across the board. And we joked about our good friend Skinny Jeans. And, <laughs> you know, and it's a safeguarding issue. In the nicest possible way, maybe a, a, a ripped guy in a tight T-shirt is as unhelpful to... 
someone as a girl in a crop top, you know, all those things. I think what really scares me about the conversation yeah. is you said, you know, guys, would they not be able to control themselves? It's really interesting because we talked about guys being so visual. I don't think a guy looks at a girl's shoulders or yeah. a bit of flesh and goes, whoa, I love some of that. <laughs> but there is something weird about mm. that that becomes... That's attractive. It is yeah. a visually attractive thing. And, and it when you, thinking, yeah, when you see when something visually attractive, yeah. you imagine that mm. in in. So if I see it, if I was to see a Lamborghini pull up in the car park mm. there, my eyes would go that is we've got, and then other things would happen. So I'd be like, that's a flipping Lamborghini, yeah. and I'd want to get in it, and I'd want to go out and look it, drive it. But yeah, exactly because of the nature <laughs> of the visual. If a Ford Fiesta turns up. I'm just like, I'm going to carry on. <laughs> the stomach of that, guys, that the visually, it stimulates other things. Mm. Not saying right or wrong, I'm just saying yeah. that is a that is the way we're wired, whether that has come from poor upbringing, whatever. Because mm. I said last week, one of the things I'm still working through as a guy is when I was in my sort of 20s, there was this weird mentality that if I asked a girl out mm. and I was shunned by her, I had this real offence, like, how dare you? It's me. Yeah. And, and there was this sure weird thing, and I wasn't, and yeah, and I wasn't all that as a young man, but I had the chat. But there was this sense of almost, I had rights. And I think, and I didn't, I, I wasn't taught that that was the way. It was just permeated yeah. my brain that says, I'm offended. How dare you, sort of thing. And it goes back to what you were just saying, Ellie. Is that actually, how do I help bring up my son so that he is so comfortable with himself yeah. that he is not shaped by rejection. rejection or whether someone's attracted or not attracted to him? And that doesn't impact his and That doesn't impact his behaviour afterwards. Yeah. Because there is this sense that, you know, a boy's doing that because they a boy's sort of flirting in that way or being abusive and then going on to those worst things because there is this sense I'm not enough mm. so therefore I'm going to take it mm. because I haven't got it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of it is that is that I haven't got it, I feel don't feel great about myself so I'm going to take something I can't have and then when you sort of magnify that, I'm yeah. taking it because I'm a weird old man that goes, oh, hey, nice leggings. Yeah. And then you, you go down the line on that and I've got something and I want to gratify something, I can't have it so I'm going to take it forcefully and we see all those horrific things we see on the news mm. and I, I'm just wondering how do I bring my son up in the world mm. and help him two things help him be aware of what is appropriate behavior towards women mm. but also be so comfortable in himself yeah. that he doesn't need to behave like that to feel he's a man he doesn't need that sort of tone yeah to say but at the same time aware of the the battle of like you said of how the boy brain Work. I don't know whether you watch Friends, but that great yeah. conversation between Chandler and thing, and they were talking about, you know, when you flirt with someone mm. and the girls, it doesn't mean anything, and it goes, it always means something when guys mm. do it. If you flirt mm. back, a guy thinks yeah. you're into them, yeah. and it's and it's a weird thing. Yeah. And I don't, it's not right or wrong, but it's how I'm, guys are wired. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about guys getting compliments, mm. and they were saying, so I think one of my friends complimented one of my guy friends. And everyone was like, oh, like, everyone was like, oh, like, oi, oi, and yeah. stuff, making a big deal out of it. And then guys were being like, oh, we never get complimented. Oh. You girls get compliments all day <laughs> long. And, and then we were talking about the fact that if you give a guy a compliment, 
He automatically yeah, goes, he's like, right, she wants me. Yeah. <laughs> she's obsessed with me. Whereas if you give a girl a compliment, it's like, oh, thank you a lot of the time, unless it's creepy, in which case, yeah. Steve, stay in your lane. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that goes back to, again, relationship. Again, isn't yeah. it? You can take compliments of someone where you've got that relationship, yeah. where yeah. the compliment is appropriate to the relationship. Yeah. I'm not going to go to somebody in the car park that I've never met. Mm. Go, you look beautiful. Yeah, right? way! Like that. I don't do that voice ever. <laughs> just going uh, But with someone you know, yeah. you can get away... Not get, not away. get away with it, but it's You nice. can give that compliment because it's, yeah, that's where your relationship is based on. Yeah. And I do... Oh, yeah, it's so flippant hard, isn't it? Because... Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel... I feel real, this sounds really unfair, because it is about, we're talking about women today, but I feel real empathy yeah. for boys growing up when they almost haven't got a choice mm. because of the way culture has shaped them. So interesting, we're going for a walk. I'm going to walk with Alex's dad tomorrow. Yeah. He's a 50-year-old guy like me. And we're talking about how guys talk about stuff that yeah. is hard. So how we feel about ourselves, because we both lost people mm. um, recently because they haven't been able to share what's going on behind. Because there is this mm. mentality that guys like that. And yeah. so I'm to go back to what we're talking about is that I want Zach to be in such a place that he's so aware of who he is that then his behaviour is shaped yeah. in that safety and confidence. And I think so. I I think that when we talk about the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. I think that scares a lot of men because they yeah. hear patri us talking about pa a patriarchal society and they hear us saying that men have everything they need and women are second-class citizens. Mm. And that's not what the patriarchy is. And I think it's important that we make the the definition and we, we clearly state that a patriarchy is a society which holds men in a position uh, where they are viewed as the dominant, mm. the dominant part of society. And that is equally as damaging to men and women yeah. because it puts Absolutely. men in a position where it says, you are going to be powerful, you are going to be manly, and that makes men feel they can't share their emotions, they can't cry, mm -hmm. you know, that it puts all kinds of standards onto men. Um, if it, you don't fit that, you feel if less. If you don't fit yeah, that, yeah. you feel like you're less. But And it's incredibly damaging to women in the way that it makes women, I mean, it, we've seen it throughout history on mm -hmm. how, that's, how that's impacted women. But I think that, it's really important that when we talk about the patriarchy, we, or when we talk about the society that we live in, we are clear that we're not saying that men have it easy and women have it hard. Mm -hmm. Because just like you were saying, all of these issues are, are more deep-rooted than just that surface level of men good, women bad. Mm. Yeah. All the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Can I talk, chuck a grenade in there? Mm. Oh, go on. And it's just, we talked about this last week, I'm just sort of working it through. So... So in the sort of looking through the lens of what we just talked about, of how guys are wired visually, mm -hmm. if you were to scroll through any of the major social media platforms, mm -hmm. visually, there was a lot of females mm -hmm. wearing less clothing. Mm -hmm. And so I was saying to Alex, what is behind that sort of overwhelming sort of ratio mm -hmm. between what you see on that compared mm -hmm. with what guys do on that? Uh, and it's a whole manner of things from, you know, you said girls want to be empowered by yeah. that. They're modelling it based on what yeah. um, celebrities are wearing. They There is a sense of, rightly or wrongly, that they want to be seen. Yeah. And so... Validation. Validation like yeah. that. Um, and so I'm wondering, not... 
I don't ever want to go down that line of so therefore anything that happens to them is therefore that's Absolutely definitely not, not yeah. what I'm saying. You know I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying how do we help? So if I've got five girls in my youth group, mm-hmm. how do I help them see how to use social media so it doesn't fuel yeah. other problems? Because why, why, Lauren, why would you say, being the, well, you two are the youngest in the room, by the way, why would you say that the, the, the social media streams are dominated by girls with less clothing than maybe they wear out to the shops? Mm. Why would that be? Well, I think, first of all, some of it comes down to the boxes that women have been put in historically. Right. Historically, women's bodies have been, been viewed as objects for men, yeah. as something to satisfy the male gaze. And so for a lot of women, and I would say myself included, it's empowering to take back that bodily autonomy and say, do you know what? I don't care what you're going to say. I'm going to do what I want with mm-hmm. my body. It's my body. And I'm sick of having men regulate what I do with it. And so I think for a lot of women, especially women who have been, who have had experiences in their lives where they felt that their body has been, uh, has been taken advantage of or has been... Not their own. Not their own, exactly. So I think there is something really empowering about that. And I think that obviously it's, you know, we all have our opinions on that. And I think, again, like like you were saying, we want, this podcast is not necessarily representative of what 267 believes, but it's a conversation. And I think that another part of it is definitely that women feel that their bodies are where they can get validation from men. I know that I've grappled with that and that's something Mm. that I've struggled with spiritually is feeling as if my body is something that that, that's the reason why men would desire me and not my brain, not Mm -hmm. my intelligence, but that I... I like the parts of myself that I view that uh, that I see as satisfying towards men, mm. which is something that I've had to call out in my life and in my friends' lives because that's a really dangerous narrative. Um, so I think the reason why social media is, in lots of cases, uh, kind of there there are lots of women on social media like you say, in less clothing. I mean, also, I think we have to point out that there are plenty of people out there. Mankinis. Men out in the mankinis. The mankini, yeah. the, the topless gym selfie and mm-hmm. stuff. The gym selfie. The gym oh, that selfie, is... that old one. And do you know the irony of that is, yeah. from a couple of the guys I know that are into that, yeah, they're doing it not to get validation from women, but other guys. Yeah, 100%. And what is that all about? That's, a, that's such an that's old a, one. That's I'm going to pee on my territory kind of thing. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like a, again, it's like, a, it's a competing thing. Yeah. These guys want it's to compete the, and quest. Yeah, it's validation, isn't it? And yeah. needing to be seen, but it's, it's not mm. having that knowledge or really understanding that God sees you. And yeah. um, non-Christians and Christians. Yeah, I, I, and we all were just trying to be seen. And when you're comfortable in yeah. knowing that God sees you and you don't need validation yeah. from anyone. To be fine, so many years ago I went to a gym. I know it's hard to believe. Woo! I went to a gym. Uh, I think it's pre, pre, pre-marriage. I went to a gym just because Crazy. probably the things we were talking about is mm. that I wanted to yeah. look better than I did. And I, I'm, I'm not at all a gym person and <laughs> I don't have the physique that's going to you know turn heads. But a guy really? said to... Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, right a guy said to me in the changing room, yeah. you've got really good shoulders. Literally, I was on cloud nine for like a week. I was so like, cute. "What the heck is that about?" I've never like that in this world, please. I've never had any compliments. Like, yeah. phys- I've never probably had a compliment aside from my wife. Never a physical compliment in my life, really. And so when he said that, I was just like, wow. "There's a power in it, isn't it?" Yeah, it's a absolutely. weird superpower 
when someone notices something about your physical yeah. being. So I get compliments about what I write, what I say, mm. how I lead, uh, how I run events. I yeah. get compliments. Thank God for that. I've never probably, probably had three in my life about my physical appearance. Does that mean I should walk in and write you looking fine today? Looking like a whole meal? As long as, <laughs> <laughs> as, long as you don't want? go, oh, so <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, You've been bouncing around the office. A whole meal? Wow. That's so Gucci. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's weird, isn't it? The power yeah. for good and for bad yeah. that that has. And I'm worried that actually for guys it becomes becomes quite addictive yeah and i think it's the same for guys and girls. yeah and so i think a lot of it comes down to identity and where and how you anchor yourself absolutely that's what Ellie just said wasn't it anchoring exactly. and absolutely yeah. and and as christians we we are able to get that validation from i am who god sees me as i am who god says i am i'm mm. a, a valid daughter of god and i'm valid in that identity and i think that that's not to say that if you're not Christian, you can't get that from other things, from yourself. For, and I think that's even a, an important part of, of our identity as Christians, having that validation from yourself instead of just men or whoever it is you're seeking it from. But a lot of it is about identity and if you are comfortable in in your validity as a person without getting that validation from other people. And, and that validity probably ebbs and flows doesn't it oh, some days yeah. I feel great and the problem is that when you when you're not in control of it on a weekday yeah that's where you do something inappropriate yeah. maybe you know we've all done that late night text where you just sent text to three people just to get a, yeah. it's because you're feeling yeah. down or lonely and I you know and we need to be able to say how do we have this sort of wholeness that we want to speak into boys and girls lives so that their responses aren't based out of a uh, a hole yeah. that suddenly appears one day. Um, let lighten it a smidge. Go on. We talked about language, and <laughs> this is probably for the parents to listen to. Okay. Mansplaining. Yeah. And we, this is where see, this is where it crashed last time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm now looking at my laptop. Spreading, and that's what crashed the computer. Yeah. Oh gosh. I think it was you that brought it up actually, but okay. No, I said mansplaining. You said mansplaining. Both are just as bad. You just... are, we tr- are we like trying to test the computer how many times we say it and it works? Yeah. Stop it immediately. Don't the, the so man, man, I googled mansplaining and it gave me three <laughs> definitions. Yeah. So I'm going to see Go if on. your You're definition... You're going to mansplain mansplaining to me. I'm going to mansplain mansplaining. But no, I'm going to see if you match what... Because okay. it was a girl that wrote these. Good. So what do you think? And then we'll see if it's the same as what she thought. Mansplaining? Yeah. Oh no, I don't... Oh, this is a lot of pressure. I know. Okay. It's like a really, really cheap quiz night. Alright, I don't great. know what mansplaining is. Well, that's what I'm trying. I'm going to mansplain. I think my definition is going to be a bit too savage, I think. Okay. That's fine, okay. I think it's men uh, explaining things like they are the only person in the world that could possibly understand it and you need to understand it. <laughs> and you clearly don't until they tell it to you. I'm joking, that was extreme, but. This is how to use a screwdriver sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, go on. Okay. What's your savage one then? Well, I was just going to say, mansplaining is sort of when men think they know everything. Yes. Like, I've had multiple boys in the last few weeks, especially as a result of all of the things that have happened recently, um, trying to explain violence against women yeah. to me. Um I'm not being funny, but like, <laughs> if anyone is going to know a little bit more about women's issues... 
it's a woman. Yeah. I, I just don't understand <sighs> and that's why they, they think. That's the conversation, but why are you coming at me trying to tell me that I, I'm, or it's like, this isn't that, this isn't that about, hmm. sorry, Brad, I'm, stay in your lane. Not being funny though, but I'm pretty sure men would say that women think that they know everything. Though. I'm so I feel true, like it's like yeah. that. Mm. I know we're talking about mansplaining, but I think, it's just yeah. like, it's the two. Yeah. Is well, it that's me- because if a woman is intelligent, it comes across as cocky towards men, or as like, she's being bossy. Yeah. I know, like, but yeah. I think, is it not then the area of expertise? So I yeah. wouldn't ever mansplain about, violence against mm. women because clearly I haven't got a leg to stand on mm. and nor should I talk mm. whereas yeah. actually if you were to talk to me about I don't know Stop. stand up toilets exactly you know, I, I think the difference you know. the difference oh, I is... can think of an obvious guy thing. I'm really sorry yeah. I don't want to say football because I know loads of girls are into football yeah, and loads you. of guys that aren't I think the, di- the difference Sorry. is the topic. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not the it's not trivial because sometimes there are going to be things that a guy might know more on than me, yeah. and I'm okay saying that. I'm I'm comfortable where I am. Can you give me an example? For instance, metaphysics. Um, no, yeah, I'm nowhere on that. Um, Man's to me all day long. Okay, so in my politics class when I was at school, um, there was a boy that was a member of the Conservative Party. And uh, he obviously knew more about the Conservative Party than I did. But I knew more about the Labour Party than he did. (laughs) So we were both comfortable in our political standpoints that I could listen to him talk about his political views freely Mm -hmm. and he could listen to me. However, there would be times where it would infringe on mansplaining because he would take issues that I definitely know more about... (laughs) Yeah, because of my gender and because of my sex, that he he would then pretend that he know like he. And this goes it. back to this old yeah. insecurity. It goes yeah. back to what we're saying again. It's almost like this is our takeaway point for some of the guys who are. Is this mm. contentment with who I am yeah. and not having to compete all the time? Yeah. I mean, I think I think men might hear this whole thing about mansplaining as again another thing like oh oh well now in twenty twenty one I can't even offer a woman advice. Because they'll hear that and it will make them insecure and go exactly. and question themselves. It's about them. But it's about doing better, mm. and it's about going. Absolutely. It's about going. Okay, perhaps I have I have a mindset occasionally where I think, oh, she doesn't know. Perhaps I should explain this. To, it's not a conscious thing. I don't think. Mm. I don't think men go. Let me explain this to this <clears> stupid <throat> woman. Mm. So the mansplaining definition she gave me, which I really like, they're really clear. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, mansplaining is something that she already knows. Yeah. yeah. See, man's playing sounds like, yeah. you know, no, no, why are you telling yeah. me that? Yeah, yeah. But they say, so I need to tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one is the one you said, it's about her experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you man's playing about experience, which is yeah. yours, like me talking about women once. Yeah. Uh, and the third one is shutting down her voice, telling yeah. her she's wrong, mm-hmm. and then re-explaining what she actually needs The exact same point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think yes. it, I think it goes That's in conjunction, yeah. it goes in conjunction with an issue um where feminists are often told that they're overreacting mm-hmm. or they're making things political. But fundamentally, once you're aware of the structural oppression, and this goes for racism, sexism, all this sort of stuff, once you're aware of the structural oppression that women face, mm-hmm. you start to see it. Yeah. You yeah. see that in academia, in sport, in music adverts, TV, all this sort of stuff, because it is everywhere. So the simple act of pointing it out is made to be an offence because men don't want to be called out on what they're doing and the socially conditioned women don't want to be 
don't don't want to come to the realization of what they are yeah. a part of and what they're experiencing because it's traumatic to ha- have to cope with the fact that you're and under to such a your, yeah to try to have to validate yeah. your experience absolutely and I read a really interesting book called well, it was a series of lectures called Women and Power by Mary Beard little shout out um, and it was so interesting to read about how historically women's voices have been silenced and how that is and how that is carried forward into the 21st century so about how things like where uh women's votes women not being able to testify in a court of law in uh, in like when when laws when courts were invented all of these kind of things where um a woman couldn't be heard and this is where the phrase androgyny comes from Mm. where women had to be reduced down to have masculine features in order for them to be heard. So if a woman wanted to share her experiences, if a woman wanted to testify rape, to testify anything, they would only be listened to if they cut off their hair, if they did all these sorts of things um, in order to make their experiences seem less female. Mm. And that, I think, is still prevalent in our society. Obviously not in the same explicit way, mm. but in a way that needs to be addressed. Mm. Well, didn't we... I think we briefly referenced last week, like, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. And, like, obviously we all have our, our opinions on Margaret <laughs> Thatcher. But it was the way that, like, to get the position that she had, there were parts of her character that she had to alter. Same with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like, these people have been through training to yeah. appear more masculine. And, like, how backward is that that people can't be themselves anymore and be accepted for what that is i just i find that really challenging sad yeah i think it all it all stems from like the fall of creation like if you look in the garden of eden i remember being taught and i'm paraphrasing this but one of the things that we inherited as women was obviously childbirth would be really traumatic and also that we would be ruled by man yeah and like God, and, and in the um, when we were created, God said that we were that He needed a helper. A helper, yeah. And it's like the pride of man, yeah, can't accept that, even though that's what we were created for. So yeah. it's just like it's that ongoing cycle of what mm-hmm. happened because of the fall mm-hmm. and because of sin, the consequences of sin, and obviously we need to change that, and men need to listen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this a good point um, to Promo say eyes. that? Well. Yeah, we're planning on doing a sort of double bill podcast episode where this week we sort of um, articulated the problems um, and the sort of context. But next time we're going to sort of wrestle with the solutions and the practical ways that we can go forward with this rather than just talking about an issue and then doing nothing. Because I feel like that's a bit of an issue. Um, Yeah, we wanted to talk about, you know... you got guy friends what can they do mm. um if you're you know you're bringing up a son you know mm. if you're a man in leadership if you're a woman in leadership you, you know yeah absolutely because you know we I'm, one of the notes i just noticed that i wrote is that one of the uh when things happen you've almost then got to think actually what what am i going to leave here with differently whenever something big happens you always want a learning point and i really my biggest fear is that we would have this amazing conversation yeah and then i wouldn't be doing something differently in my Mm. life because of it and so next week's really key not to forget about what the issue is 
but to say actually I don't want to be having this debate in five years time with another yeah. three mm. women and everything's the same so actually what do I do, what do I do differently in how we lead how we parent how we run youth groups how we do it. and so that's why next week is actually really key because it helps us have that conversation rather than the opinion-based conversation, yeah, yeah. which every opinion is valid in that, whereas actually there's a fact-based conversation mm-hmm. where we can say, we need to do this, facts. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. what, and we're going to, and almost, I'd quite like to almost boldly say 267 is going to agree to do this because yeah. it's important, because it's what we believe about how God has created us. You know, mm-hmm. It's interesting that Ellie touched on Adam and Eve, is this idea that we think that a man was created first and women was almost an afterthought, when actually I would see it as a, woman was created out of man to give this completion to give this wholeness yeah, yeah. this without the other you're missing a bit mm-hmm. and there is this sense of partnership and togetherness so therefore you've got to look at the other person and say life's never going to be as good unless i make you and help you be the very best that you can be mm. and until we look at each other in that eye yeah then there's always going to be these sort of wrestles and tensions and battles and there is bigger things than we can solve but i think we can in a small way mm. we can have a solution-based conversation next week. I think some, um, in some faith spheres and spiritual environments, people tend to think that this stuff doesn't happen, but (laughs) I had to remind Mike that in the group that goes to fuel and all all these sorts of events, this stuff has happened. Mm -hmm. Like, you may be a youth worker sat there thinking, oh, this this truly is awful, but never with my kids, never with my teenagers, never with my young people. But I can absolutely say that just because they go to church and just because they believe in jesus doesn't make them exempt from these issues um so it's out there and it's in the yeah, world yeah it's, it's everywhere not, we do yeah we're not excluded from it as christians absolutely mm. not but we can we can make a stand and we, we can, can be better we can yeah we can mm. cool should we leave it there is that a nice landing i think that is a nice landing and i think next week or whenever we next record is going to be. Sometime over there. We've got the holidays. We might be able to have a. Yeah. And what are we about to get? Go and pick up for lunch, Alex. We are about to get Hatch. Thanks this Hatch is for sponsoring this. This is definitely. We can shout out Hatch, but this is definitely not sponsored it's by not Hatch. Sponsored. We wish. Um, <laughs> Hatch, please sponsor us. Hatch, we love you. Uh, I'm about to get a vegan falafel burger. Oh, get in there. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Big shout out to Grace at Hatch. We love you, Grace at Hatch. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening Um, feel free to drop us a message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever social media platform you prefer to use or email if you that's more your type of vibe if you're a 50 year old man absolutely Um, take it easy bleed bear blah 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 (laughs) no 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 No, because Ben's going to cut that out Ben no he's not no you said it he's not going to cut it out it's a character okay Take it easy. Be blessed. Have a great life. Goodbye.